The chairman of the Florida Republican Party is under investigation by the Sarasota Police Department uh, over allegations that he sexually abused a woman with whom he was allegedly having a menage a trois with, along with his wife, who, by the way, happens to be a founder of the Moms for Liberty group. So take a moment and soak in everything I just said in that very long run on sentence, because here it is the chair of the Republican party of the state of Florida, right? One of the biggest so-called swing states in the country has now been accused and is under investigation by the police for allegedly sexually assaulting a woman with whom he was allegedly repeatedly having threesomes with, with his wife, who is a founder of moms for Liberty. Like if you told an AI prompt to come up with the most, you know, ridiculous Republican scandal headline in the world, it wouldn't even be able to come up with all of that. But here is what happened. The chair of the Florida Republican party is a man by the name of Christian Ziegler, with whom I have had the unfortunate of having to argue with this moron on social media on a, a few occasions. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw me post that the other day, but he is allegedly, uh, according to the woman who filed the complaint, he and her and his wife had regularly, I guess, been having menage a trois, right? Nothing wrong with that. If that's what you're into, be into it as long as everybody is a consenting adult. But the woman alleges that in early October, there was an incident where it was just her and Mr. Ziegler, uh, in his house having an affair. Uh, the wife was not present for this. And that is when she alleges that the assault took place. She did immediately go and file a police report. So these are not just allegations from her coming out and saying, Hey, everybody look at this. No, she actually kept it quiet and went and filed the police report. Media outlets led by the USA Today kind of media group got the police reports, which are heavily redacted. But from the police reports, we do know this. Uh, the individual reported being sexually battered at home in Sarasota on October 2nd. The report again mentions a sexual assault allegation and sexual assault complaint, but has no other information. The synopsis from the responding officer also is almost entirely redacted. Only five words aren't blacked out in the narrative. They are stated, raped, stated that, and raped again. Uh, now, Mr. Ziegler, through his lawyer, has released a statement saying, you know, basically it's all hogwash. He's going to be fully exonerated. The statement also says, unfortunately, public figures are often accused of acts that they did not commit, whether it be for political purposes or financial gain. I would caution anyone to rush to judgment until the investigation is concluded. Out of respect for the investigation, this is all Mr. Ziegler or myself can say at this time. So, okay, he denies it. But in the denial, they mentioned something that didn't happen. So yeah, he's a public figure. People do this, you know, to try to tarnish their reputations. She didn't do this publicly. So that kind of, you know, calls into question your entire statement here. She didn't go out and hold a press conference and say that this happened. She filed a police report, a police report that is still heavily redacted. So, you know, your denial mentions things that didn't actually happen, which probably isn't a good thing for your client. Now, about the guy's wife, right? A woman by the name of Bridget Ziegler. 
of course, one of the founders of Moms for Liberty. She was famously at Ron DeSantis's side when he signed the don't say gay legislation. So she's a major power player here in the state of Florida. She is no longer, by the way, associated with uh, Moms for Liberty, but Mr. Ziegler, again, still the chair of the Florida Republican Party. But this news, which only came out, you know, a day and a half ago, uh, traveled so quick, so fast, and is so impactful that even Ron DeSantis says that Mr. Ziegler should resign. He says, of course, everyone deserves the presumption of innocence. That's how our justice system works. And that's why I, you know, I always tell you all of this is just alleged. He hasn't even been charged with any of it. It's just an ongoing investigation, but even DeSantis said, uh, you know, he, he, he should resign. Where is that? Uh, I think he should step aside and think he should attend to that. He's, he's innocent until proven guilty, but we just can't have a party chair. That's under that type of scrutiny. Ron DeSantis said, so oopsie do looks like Mr. Ziegler is in a little bit of trouble here. We'll see what the investigation bears out again. All of this is just allegedly, but when you already have the party apparatus in the state of Florida turning against you, that's never a good sign. Well, folks, as per usual, just as sure as the sun will rise, Carrie Lake has lost yet another legal challenge uh, in her attempts to overturn the results of Arizona's 2022 midterm elections, which are now more than a year in our rearview mirror. But by God, Carrie Lake's not giving up. But this time, rather than just, you know, ruling against her, the judge in this case decided to take it a step further and just kind of straight up publicly humiliate Carrie Lake. And that's what's been missing. That's what's been needed throughout this whole thing. Carrie Lake's lawsuits have been going like back and forth from the lower courts to the appellates, to the Supreme court, back to the lower, to the appellates. To... It's just a nonstop thing because no judge has had the courage to tell her I'm dismissing this with prejudice. You can't refile. You're, you're done. This judge had this to say about Carrie Lake's claims. Miss Lake regards the electoral process, much like the villagers in the famous fable regarding the goose that laid the golden egg, except that her goose failed to lay the egg she expected. She insists that something must have gone wrong. If only she could cut open the electoral process and examine each of its 1.3 million pieces, she says she would be able to figure out what happened and show that the prize has been there waiting for her all along. And even if she doesn't find what she's looking for, she suggests the act of disassembly will strengthen everyone's confidence that the machinery produces reliable outcomes. We will know it lays the right eggs. But it is about much more than that, he says. At the hearing, one of the citizen witnesses who got a visit from the election skeptics took a crack at expressing what it means to her. She shared that her father, a Second World War veteran, had always instilled in my sister and I the importance, the value of living in this country, of living in a democracy, of having the opportunity and the responsibility to vote, to believe that our vote counted. I have always believed voting is a highly symbolic and reverent act, that it involves thoughtfulness and, in fact, privacy. I don't share information about who I vote for. I keep it an, an important part of my life. So he's not only saying you're living in a fairy tale. And because your goose isn't laying the golden eggs, you want to just disassemble the goose, cut it wide open right there in the middle of the street and find out where the hell those golden eggs are, right? But there's no egg. And even if you don't find the egg, 
you're going to be like, aha, but you know, this is, see, now we get to see how the sausage is made basically, but you've, you've killed the goose by doing so. And then of course he points out the fact that you've actually managed to lessen people's faith in our electoral process. That's why he quoted that one citizen witness who came and testified. You're ruining everything. Basically Carrie Lake is what this judge says. And you got to stop. It's time to stop. Now, as far as I have seen, this judge did not, you know, dismiss with prejudice. So she will probably appeal, but it's time for the justices who have been overseeing these cases to put an end to it. They do have that ability, by the way, even the state Supreme court that not only dismissed her case, but also sanctioned her lawyers because the claims were so frivolous that same Supreme court then said, but you know what? You can take it back to the lower court. We're fine with that. Whatever. Like they had the chance to kill the lawsuit right there. And I talked about it at the time, but they were like, nah, and take it back down to the bottom. We know it's false. We know everything you're saying is a lie. You're lying so much that we have to actually find you and your lawyers. But why don't you keep up at it? Right? We got nothing better to do. And so the cycle continues. So I wish I could say this is the last we will hear of Carrie Lake's election challenges, but it's probably not. We will probably have to keep having this conversation and she will keep getting humiliated basically until the end of time at this point is my guess. Donald Trump had his gag order reinstated by the appellate courts. Uh, the gag order put on him by judge Arthur Ingeron, just so we're clear, because of course there is the other one that he's challenging. But anyway, the appellate court did not buy into any of Donald Trump and his legal team's arguments on Thursday. And they said, Nope, gag order is back and in full effect, effective immediately. And then immediately after that, Donald Trump got back on truth social and began attacking judge Arthur Ingeron's wife and family, people who are in no way affiliated with any part of this trial. They're not involved in anything really, which of course is why under the limited gag order, Donald Trump is under, he's allowed to attack these people. And that's exactly what he did. What happened was that he took photographs that were originally from an allegedly exclusive report from right-wing, uh, uh, provocateur, Laura Loomer. So Loomer has these photographs of this woman doing graffiti, uh, next to, and part of the graffiti is Donald Trump in an orange jumpsuit and Trump shared those photos and said, quote, this is the judge's wife and family that are putting these things out. I am not entitled to a jury under this statute. Can this be happening in America? This is the most unfair trial in the history of New York. And I've had some pretty unfair trials. Now, Loomer, of course, did not say that the woman doing the graffiti was a member of Ingeron's family, just allegedly that Ingeron's family had shared the photos. So just to be clear on that. Uh, and then Trump shared them, of course, and said, this is the, the judge's family's putting out. It's just one problem. Arthur Ingeron's wife, who allegedly posted these photos, um, she, she doesn't have a Twitter account. So they made it up. As far as we can tell, and according, by the way, to the court that had to come out on Friday after Trump was doing all this, the the court came out on Friday and said, this is this absolute fabrication. His wife doesn't have social media. 
Like she didn't post any of these things. They're lying essentially is what the court said, but it doesn't matter because obviously the, the MAGA freaks out there already believe what they want to believe. Donald Trump has already put it out there that this is the judge's wife. And it doesn't matter if the court comes out and says, no, it's not his wife. They, they already believe what they believe. And now this woman and the rest of Ingeron's family is in danger, like hundred percent. And we know that because we saw the other death threats that the clerk got and that Ingeron has already gotten as a result of Donald Trump's attacks on them. And this is why a limited gag order on Donald Trump is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Ingeron put his own family at risk by not putting a just gag order on him. And instead trying to, Oh, I got to play it safe. I don't want to piss anybody off. I'm going to do a limited gag order. And look where that got you now. I'm not blaming Ingeron for Trump's attacks on him or his family. Don't get me wrong there. But Ingeron as a judge has the ability to protect all of these people. And he didn't exercise it. He could have protected himself and he didn't do it because we see this too often. And yes, I know Ingeron is a Democrat. I get that. It's obvious at this point because he's kind of cowardly a little bit. And that's how Democrats are when they get into power. Oh, we could do all these great things, but I don't want to make anybody angry. I don't want to make waves. So yeah, I'm just going to leave my family wide open to these attacks and let's hope that none of the threats that come to them are credible, right? No, you got to go. You got to go full force at this point. The man is putting your family in danger. You have the power to protect them. He is not going to stop unless he's legally required to stop. And you're the only one that can exercise that legal right. And it's time to do it. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.